WTTM CVS 001. Hey everyone, Paul here. It looks like this coronavirus thing is here to stay. Well, at least for a little bit. So to kind of offset the fact that we can't go to the Disney parks and resorts or pretty much anywhere else currently, uh, we've decided that we're going to release some early episodes of Window to the Magic that most of you have probably never heard. What I'm talking about is the first 10 episodes that we ever produced back in the fall of 2005. These episodes were released back then, and then they were removed over a decade ago so that we could use them as a fundraising option. And, you know, by now, I think pretty much that's kind of run its course. And I think it's more important now to share with you guys this awesome old audio that we have than to worry about whether or not it's going to work as a fundraiser. And so for each day for the next couple of weeks, we're going to be releasing a new episode, starting with Window to the Magic, episode number one. Now keep in mind, these episodes are not recorded in binaural. They are recorded in stereo. At that time, I was walking around with a stereo microphone attached to the top of my shirt, and that was how the show began. So these are going to sound a little bit different from what you're used to in more recent episodes, but I know you're going to enjoy them. So sit back and enjoy classic Window to the Magic episodes in our Coronavirus Special Edition episodes, WTTM CVS, that's Coronavirus Special. 001 through 010. Enjoy! You're listening to the windowtothemagic.com podcast. Brought to you by windowtothemagic.com. Surround yourself with the magic. Hello, and welcome to the Window to the Magic podcast. My name is Paul Berry, and I will be your guide through a trip through the sounds of Disney parks and resorts worldwide. This podcast is presented by windowtothemagic.com, where you can surround yourself with the magic. What is windowtothemagic.com, you ask? Well, windowtothemagic.com is a new website that was created by myself and Patrick Hurd from doombuggyproductions.com. The idea behind the concept is that for years, all we've had as uh, Disney fans, uh, as for sounds in the park, is live sounds that we recorded uh, as we were walking around the park on little portable recorders and things. Uh, but they were poor quality, sometimes mono and distorted, etc. Then along came the Disney sound collectors. Uh, these were guys who got quote-unquote source audio. Uh, but most of these sounds couldn't be shared in public as their origin was always questionable. Uh, was it smuggled out of WDI? Did somebody go down at the bottom of the park and plug into an attraction and uh, record the audio there? Who knows? Uh, then came the official Disney park audio, such as the old Red Dot Net and uh, the kiosks in the park once Red Dot was out. Uh, but what was lacking with those, although they were nice, clean copies of the attractions, was the true experience of being in the park. 
And what I mean by being in the park was uh, the sounds of being in the queue line, uh, the sounds of people uh, that, that were enjoying the, uh, the queue line. Uh, the feeling of just being there uh, was basically missing. Now, technology exists to record discreetly and in stereo and in very high quality. Uh, also, with the advent of uh, DVD, we can now make high-quality surround sound videos that capture the feeling of being there. That way, when, whenever we're not at a Disney park and we get that urge to be there, we can just put on one of these sounds, play a podcast, or put in a DVD and uh, get that little fix that's oh so important to Disney fans. Now, what we're going to offer on the website is uh, several different things. We're going to offer some online audio, which is going to be sound files you can download and enjoy uh, at your convenience. We're going to have a selection of DVDs for sale. These are going to be those surround sound DVDs that I was talking about earlier, and I will tell you about one of them uh, that we have so far uh, in just a moment. Uh, we're going to have uh, ambient sound experiences. Now, what these are going to be is just sections of the park we're just going to go in and we're going to sit down and very quietly record uh, the sounds of what's going on in the park uh, so that we can just have kind of an ambient background noise uh, for you to play when you're working on your homework uh, or doing the bills or whatever it is that you do. Uh, and then we're going to have a podcast game. Now, you're already listening to the Window to the Magic podcast. Uh, you may have gotten this through a variety of sources. Uh, however, the, uh, the Window to the Magic podcast will be available through the iTunes Music Store. Uh, it will be available directly off the Window to the Magic website. Uh, and uh, some of you are going to be getting this on CD as well. But the Window to the Magic podcast game is going to be a different, uh, different sort of thing. Now, what's, uh, what's going to happen there is I'm going to go into uh, one of the parks at Disney. Uh, I'm going to start at Disney California. Uh, so I'm going to start in the Esplanade between the two parks. And what I will do is I will walk from, uh, from the Esplanade out to a show, attraction, or someplace else. Uh, and it, you can listen to the sounds as we're going along. And your job, if you choose to accept it, is to decide where we're going. Now, occasionally, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do one where I'm going to make it just a little bit harder. It won't be quite an obvious location. And uh, what, uh, what you can do is, if you wish to play along, once we get out uh, to that location, I'll give you a couple of minutes to decide where we are. And then you can email us with your guess. All of the correct guesses will be entered into a hat, uh, and a winner will be picked who will receive some sort of prize. Uh, that's going to either be like free DVD or some Disney dollars, or actually we'll be giving away an iPod Shuffle as well later on this year. Uh, let's see, that podcast game is uh, is going to consist of walking around the park. They're going to be about tw uh, 25 to 40 minutes long. And as a bonus, once we get to the uh, the spot where we're going... Uh, if we've gone on a ride or gone to a ride, we're going to go on the ride and present that in its entirety for you so that you can enjoy it. Uh, now, the email where you can contact us uh, is podcast at windowtothemagic.com. And uh, you can also contact us uh, at 206-984-9886. That's 206-984-WTTM. Now today what we're going to do is we're going to play uh, the 50th rededication ceremony. Now, I was at Disneyland on the 
50th anniversary, the actual 50th birthday of Disneyland. That, uh, that was July 17th, 2005. I took along my iRiver and a stereo microphone, and I recorded the entire event unedited and in stereo. Now, this event features uh, Art Linkletter, who was there on opening day. This was also, I believe, his 93rd birthday. Uh, Bob Iger was there. Michael Eisner was there. Diane Disney Miller was there. And uh, a lot of other things happened, which made it a lot of fun. Uh, so without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and jump right into that here. This is about, uh, I think it's about 25 to 35 minutes long uh, that you'll be hearing. And uh, at the end, we'll give you our contact information again and such. Uh, so here we go. Enjoy Disneyland's 50th birthday rededication. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to this very historic day at the Happiest Place on Earth, the 50th to live here and there, one road to Los Angeles, no freeway, 
I, I didn't have the heart to tell Walt that this was an idea that there wasn't a keeper. <laughs> I wouldn't have done any good because everybody had been telling him that ever since he started talking about it. Even his brother Roy said, we can't afford it and you can't do it. But two years later, I was standing here. It was done, it was open, and we were ready to get going. And we were helped in that opening broadcast, which went all over the world, listened to and watched by about 81 million people, and covering the entire fairground with no rehearsal, very little script, and all kinds of things happening that shouldn't have happened. But that's why Walt picked me to be the host, because he didn't want somebody that needed a script. And he knew that I could ad-lib no matter what happened, because he and I had spent a week together at the Olympic Winter Games up at Lake Tahoe, and he had put on a show every night for the athletes, just the athletes, and the officials, and I emceed it. And I learned how to swing for the unexpected. For instance, I didn't realize that as they sat around the table, they had 47 different languages and interpreters for all those languages with different lengths. So when I would tell a joke, there'd be absolute silence. <laughs> and then the Spanish would laugh, and then the Greeks would laugh, and the Germans would laugh, and then of course the many the English. And, <laughs> and then of course he knew that I'd opened three world's fairs with all the unexpected things that can happen there. There was San Diego, there was Dallas, now was San Francisco. And so we opened with Ron Reagan, my dear friend at that time, who was an actor, and Bob Cummings, who was a wonderful star and a great ad-libber, and a young fellow named Walt Disney. And the three of us covered this fair with no rehearsal on a day that required the unexpected to happen. It started with the temperature, 110 degrees. And then it started with the crowds who had become very, very onerous because the first day was an invitation day. It was a private free party for 11,000 people. And you know how many crowded in that day? 30,000. There were more people climbing the walls, coming in through the cracks, swimming underground, <laughs> taking tickets, riding on other people's tickets. And so by noon, all the food and beverages were gone. There were no water in the water faucets because two weeks before, the plumbers told Walt Disney, you have your choice of, we can't do it. You can have one of two things. You can have water in the faucets or you can have water in the toilets. <laughs> it's gonna be there eventually, of course, but Walt picked the toilets. And so there was no water. So there were a lot of people who were unhappy, but the cast is what made the difference. These wonderful kids who you'll see in costume here in a few minutes, all the way from Mickey and Minnie Mouse to all of the wonderful people that Disney made come to life on the screen. They pulled together and they made the crying children happy. They found the crying husbands happy. And, they, and the 400 lost children were found, 400 an hour. And they made it work. And so Black Sunday turned out to be okay in many ways because our show was great and the cast were great. And later on, the press lived to come back and visit and rewrite their bad things that they said about the opening day. That's what happened. But in the meantime, the show went on and millions of people came from all over the world to relive their childhood, to have the fun and games that 
a guy like Walt Disney could dream of. And I was part of that. It will be a part of my life I will never forget. And as I stand here today, I thank Walt Disney for introducing me to a new world, a world of children and games and fun that I have been using in my own show, Kids Say the Darndest Things. You know, I interviewed 27,000 children. And those 27,000 children are now old men. <laughs> they come up to me at airports and say, do you remember me, Mr. Linkletter? I was on your show when I was four. <laughs> but now today, we have a great, great party for you. We had thousands of people lined up outside tonight, last night at midnight. Where are the people who were lined up? Let me see your hands. you did for sleep, but wake up, because it's showtime. How many of you were here in 1955? Let's see the hands. Here are the few. And so here we are, back to celebrate once again the dreams of a man who was a great child until he died. And incidentally, yesterday a man walked up to me in the park and said, isn't it a shame that Walt Disney didn't live to see this? And I said, he did see this, and that's why it's here. Yeah. That was the mind of a man. I mentioned Ronald Reagan several times. He was a great help in the show. And of course, he was here again in 1935 when they had a special party for the park. 35. And in between, of course, he did something 35? else. What was it now? Oh, he was president for two terms. He was a great president and a great president, and we have him on film, and we'll take a look at hear what he said in 1935, the 35th anniversary. It's an honor to, and a privilege to join with you as we rededicate one of America's treasures, a place that has captured the imagination and earned the affection of four generations of Americans and a place that has served as host and goodwill ambassador to millions of visitors from abroad. They say that one man of vision can change the world. Well, maybe Walt Disney didn't alter the globe, but he did make one small section of it a happier, friendlier, and more civilized place. And while it's said that faith can move mountains, Walt never tried. Instead, he built his own mountains. During the children of the world new summits in what would become a small world of friendship and understanding. Thank you very much, Randy. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the show is about to start, and I think I better turn it over to Mickey. Woo! Thank you very much.
Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the President, Chief Operating Officer, and CEO-elect of the Walt Disney Company, Bob Iger. Good morning, everybody. What a beautiful morning it is here in one of the most beautiful places on Earth. Fifty years ago today, Walt Disney stood just down the street, the town square, and officially introduced the world to Disneyland. And five decades later, what started as orange groves in rural Anaheim, and of course as one man's fantastic dream, has grown into what we see here today, a place of fantasy, adventure, and dreams come true. It has been embraced by the people world over, of all ages, spanning all generations. And that indeed makes today the happiest birthday on earth. But speaking of birthdays, how about Art Linkletter, 93 years old? Right. Happy birthday. Art was told us backstage that he gave up skiing at the age of 92 a year ago. I was bragging I gave up skiing at the age of 53 a year ago. I think Art's going to be climbing the Matterhorn later today if all of you are interested. Art, again, happy birthday. And if you've ever been to the park when the gates first open in the morning, it's really quite an extraordinary experience. I know a lot of you were here early today, so perhaps you saw what I saw. A dad flanked by two little daughters making a beeline for Adventureland, teenagers already wearing goofy hats, and a family of six excitedly hunched over a Disneyland guidebook planning their day at the park. All these people had one thing in common, a smile. And those smiles were filled with excitement, happiness, and enthusiasm because for a day they could forget all the cares of the outside world and enjoy time together with family, friends, or that special someone. Walt Disney's wish for Disneyland was that it would be a source of joy and inspiration for all the world. Everywhere you look around you, it's clear that that wish was granted. But even surpassing Walt's wildest dreams, our celebration spans far beyond the borders of Disneyland. In every sense of the phrase, this really is the happiest celebration on Earth. From California to Florida, from Tokyo to Paris to Hong Kong Disneyland, which will be joining the celebration in less than two months. And on hand to make this celebration a special, memorable experience for our guests are the thousands of incredibly dedicated and amazing, amazing cast members who embody the magic of Disney today as they have for 50 years. So let's give all of them a great hand. The excitement of our golden anniversary seems endless as our happiest celebration on Earth truly touches every corner of the globe. And so now it's a great privilege to introduce you to a man whose wisdom, support, and guidance have meant so much to me personally for the last 10 years, and whose creative vision, leadership, and countless contributions to the Disney legacy are the reason we're all able to celebrate the Disney theme park experience here and around the world. So ladies and gentlemen, the CEO of the Walt Disney Company, Michael Eisner. Thank you, Bob. And uh, more importantly, for your dedication, and I'm positive this company is going to be in a great direction moving forward under your helm. I also want to say uh, it is great to have uh, Diane Disney Miller and Ron Miller 
and their whole family here with us today. All of our preceded me as the CEO, and almost everything you see here today was created by Walt, moved forward by Ron, and me, and now Bob. So we're thrilled to have you here, and it's hard to believe it's been 50 years since Disneyland welcomed his first guests. In fact, I remember watching Walt Disney's television show on ABC when he told us all about this new idea, a new idea called Disneyland. I didn't quite know what to expect sitting at a New Jersey school, but I was mesmerized, and so was the rest of America, because Walt's enthusiasm was so intoxicating, we all wanted to like leave school, of course, and come to California. So for a full year, Americans everywhere watched their television screens wide-eyed as 160 acres of Southern California orange groves became America's Main Street, a charming, Gilded castle, a rustic wilderness fort, lush, inviting jungles, and even a land of the future. Today, this place is even more beautiful and filled with even more excitement, fantasy, and adventure than maybe even Walt could have envisioned. Actually, getting off the said the five freeway today and coming into a beautified Anaheim, into Disneyland, is just the latest step in the evolution of this great place. But Disneyland is more than just castles and imagination. Walt said it himself, you can dream, you can create, you can build the most wonderful place in the world, but it requires people to make a dream a reality. I couldn't agree more. But people, as Bob said, our guests and our cast members are what constitute the energy and enthusiasm and spirit of Disneyland. And all of you are the heart and soul of the happiest place on earth. And that same philosophy remains true for all 11 of our Disney theme parks worldwide. For five decades, people of all ages and from all walks of life, from every corner of the earth, have come to visit Disneyland. The fantastic memories they have are from their time with us that makes Disneyland so special and so dear to so many. Hundreds of millions of people have passed through the gates of Disneyland including countless presidents and dignitaries, heads of state, astronauts, sports legends, and movie stars, and everybody. Today, we're lucky to have a very special guest joining us who actually fits into several of these categories. It is my sincere pleasure to introduce a very special guest who has traveled from our state's capital to help us celebrate this important day in the history of Disneyland. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome the governor of the great state of California, Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger.
Look at all these people. This is incredible. Thank you very much. Thank you for the wonderful introduction. Thank you, Michael. And it is fantastic to be here today and to be part of this historic celebration. This is where it all began 50 years ago. And Disneyland is a true original. It's a place everyone wants to go and a place you never forget once you've been here. I still can remember the first time I came here when I came over here from Austria. And I especially remember the first time Maria and I brought our kids here to Disneyland. We all had an amazing time here as a family and as a father, I love seeing my kids having so much fun. And let me tell you something, as governor, Disneyland is a California dream. Every year it pumps billions of dollars into our economy and it supports more than 65,000 jobs in California. And Disneyland, yes, a big hand in Disneyland. Disneyland is like a magnet. It draws people from around the world, not only to come here, but to visit California's other spectacular sites, like our beaches, our parks, cities, deserts, and our beautiful mountains. So this is an engine that drives California tourism and our economy. And it brings opportunity to so many people in our state. So today, I am so pleased to join with millions of people from around the world to say happy birthday Disneyland and thank you for 50 wonderful years. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Walt Disney knew that his work had tremendous influence on families and especially on children. He also knew this made him and his people sharper, looking forward to the world of tomorrow. Governor, you have championed many organizations that play an active role in supporting our youth and helping them reach a brighter tomorrow. So, on behalf of all of us here at Disney, I would like to present you with this one-of-a-kind golden motorcycle designed by American Honda in honor of the 50th anniversary of Disneyland. We understand that you plan to donate this vehicle and that the proceeds will help the fantastic youth program After School All-Stars with its mission of bringing hope to young people in our state. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're absolutely right. I will donate this to my favorite charity, which are after-school programs for our kids in California, because I think children are the most important thing that they are our future, and we have to do everything we can to provide after-school programs, because so many kids are home alone after school. So this will provide some extra money. I'm going to auction this off, and I hope that you're getting a lot of money for this, for after-school programs. Thank you very much for your generosity. Thank you. So thank you very much, Governor Schwarzenegger. Many of you have heard the story about the genesis of Disneyland. When Walt Disney's two daughters were young, Sundays were Daddy's Day. He'd usually take them somewhere like the zoo or the fair or an amusement park. And at those parks, Walt would often sit on a bench eating peanuts while his daughters had all the fun. So he envisioned a wondrous place where dads and daughters, well, the entire family to be exact, 
could share a day of fun, adventure, and laughs together. The dream that became Disneyland was indeed inspired by Walt's own family. And I can think of no better way to celebrate this great day than to welcome home the very inspiration for Walt's vision. It is a great, great pleasure and honor to introduce you to one of Walt's beloved daughters. Please welcome Diane Disney Miller. Welcome home.
Diane, thank you very much. As a token of our great appreciation to you and your family for coming here today, we'd like to present you with this famous photograph. This is a picture of your dad. I'm told I'm, he didn't even know that he was being taken and walk, walking right through that castle. And it's become quite a famous photograph and copied probably thousands of times in 50 years. We love this photograph. We don't have one. And thanks so much. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you, Bob. It's certainly a tremendous pleasure having you here with us today to celebrate this incredible uh, rededication to your father's incredible legacy. I know I speak for everyone at Disney when I say thank you. And now, Diane, will you echo the very words that your father, her father, Walt Disney, delivered 50 years ago on this very day when he presented his gift of Disneyland to the world dedicating it to the young and the young at heart everywhere. Thank you, Michael. I'd love to try. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here you may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America with the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Thank you.
thanks to Diane Disney Miller. very special day at the happiest place on earth. Okay, so there you have it. The Disneyland's 50th anniversary, 50th birthday rededication. Boy, that was a day. Uh, I was so sunburned by the time we were done with that. I had been out at uh, Disney's California Adventure since 3.45 in the morning. I had waited in the uh, in the California Adventure area out there across from the big uh, sun wheel and uh, got into the park and stood there on Main Street, and it was overcast, and I didn't, uh, didn't realize just how sunburned I was getting until the sun came out. Walt uh, set the, the sun to come out from the clouds at uh, about two minutes before the actual performance uh, occurred. And so that uh, that made it really nice. However, it sunburned the heck out of me. And I spent, uh, well, quite a long time uh, being, uh, being sunburned after that. So anyway, a very nice experience to remember. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed being there, and I'm glad that I was able to bring it to you. Uh, again, this is the Window to the Magic podcast. You can reach us at podcast at windowtothemagic.com or you can call us on our hotline at 206-984-WTTM. That's 206-984-WINDOW-TO-THE-MAGIC. Again, I'd like to thank you for listening. My name is Paul Berry, and uh, join us. You can come to windowtothemagic.com and follow the instructions there to add us to the iTunes uh, music player for you so you can subscribe to our podcast or you can add us to uh, any other podcast aggregator that you have uh, by finding the address on the website. Again, give us an email. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. Or you can call us on that hotline that I gave you, and uh, maybe you'll hear yourself on the show. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Okay, so there you have it, the first uh, in a series of podcasts that we're going to be sharing while we're all stuck at home during this coronavirus outbreak. So be sure to check your podcast aggregator software tomorrow for the next episode of WTTM Coronavirus Special. Uh, As I said in the original podcast, this is Paul Berry, and I will see you next time.